On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we talk about the the Nordiques. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 14 of the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I am doing tired. How are you? You're doing happy tired. Birthday boy. Happy birthday. Thank you. Das ist Uh I'm doing good. It's I am a little tired as well. Um, the, the tummy is a little grumbly, so we got to get this done a little bit quicker. <laughs> uh, and then I've got a, a brunch coming up here soon, so... I am doing very good, and it's going to be a good show. I mean, you heard it at the beginning. There's talk about the Quebec Nordiques, so we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, we'll talk about that, of course, after the commercial break. we got to talk about John Tortorella's words for Connor McDavid, and then we're going to be looking at some hockey stuff. But, like Chase mentioned, he's a little tired. Why is that? Oh, we're recording for the first time in ever before 10 a.m.? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't talk before ten a.m. unless I'm waking up at like five thirty and I have adequate time to wake up. But like waking up at nine, I, I don't, I don't talk before ten a.m. So I'm here just fighting for my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit early, and we had a little bit later of a night. We didn't leave Johnny's until about one a.m. So, uh, but we're here. We're here to vibe and just get this out of the way so that you can just focus on your lions. I can focus on my Bengals and drinking. And it'll be a great day overall. So uh, let's hop into the Tampa news. First up, we got Alex Barry Boulay. He is going back to Syracuse. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you don't remember, since we lost him on waivers, uh, you know, like three, four weeks or whatever, how long, however long ago it was now, and then we got him back, uh, he was still eligible to go back down um, within a certain time span without having to go through waivers. So he goes down. Um, he'll. Get a you know a little chance to maybe get some more playing time. He had three points for seven games. You know was playing okay, not doing anything spectacular. Playing kind of small minutes. Thought we he was going to be able to kind of you know reach and grab a bigger role with this team, but that didn't really happen. So maybe he can go down to Syracuse, gain some confidence, maybe get on a little bit of a hot streak thing. Get called up. Yeah, and the last time we talked about him, we mentioned how he had three points through four games. So yeah. his last three, he's been held scoreless. So that's a little bit unfortunate, but. Getting him more playing time, getting him more introduced into uh, a bigger role will definitely help him out, and hopefully he'll be back up here uh, towards the end of the season. He can be a, a, a helpful a helpful piece for the playoffs. Um, speaking of the playoffs, there you actually have to win during the regular season. We talked about being on an eight-game point streak. We extended that to nine. However, we fell short on the 10th game. Let's first hop into that ninth game. That would be against Philly. This one ended in a shootout with our boys taking it. Yeah, it was a, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a pretty solid matchup here. Um, sorry, my app is going a little slow on me for this morning. So that, that's just it's just how she goes sometimes. Of course. But, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was definitely a solid outing. Um, you know, when you go two for two in the shootout, it's not too shabby. But Carter Hart uh, was was in that in this game. He, he played well. Vasilevsky played well. Uh, Brain Point ended up getting first start in this one. So the goalie matchup was pretty good, as we kind of expected it was going to be, despite, you know, them each giving up three goals. They were still really the stars of this game. But it was it was just good hockey. The Flyers are they're a bit of a different team this year. Like they're they're kind of where they should have really been the last couple of years. Last couple of years, you know, 
like, all right, we got this new young goalie coming in. We've got the rest of the team around, and we should be kind of rolling. And then either the goalie was playing well, and the rest of the team wasn't, and the rest of the team was playing well, and the goalie wasn't. But right now, they're all kind of doing it together, which is good to see, but we were able to come out with the win anyway. Absolutely, and Braden Point getting the first star, a little bit surprising for me, uh, just because how Steven Stamkos played in this one. He got a goal, an assist, and he was one of the two that scored in the shootout. Uh, Braden Point had a great game as well. He had a goal and then the, the goal in the shootout, but Steven Stamkos, he continues his hot streak with another two points here and a shootout goal. You love to see that from a captain that we were talking about hey, he could possibly be moved soon if we need to clear up some cap space. Yeah, I mean, I mean, thank the Lord that he's playing great and we don't have to move him. We'd much rather not trade C with Sam Coast. He's yep. such an integral part of this team. And 18 points for 16 games, you know, we're happy that us saying those things, we were, we were trying to positively jinx him, and it looks like it's working. Hopefully he keeps us rolling. Hey, it's weird. Whenever we talk poorly about a player or a coach or anything with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they start to turn it around. We did that with John Cooper in the first season. I know there was at one point where I was talking about Andre Vasilevsky a little bit, and then he came back on top of the world. Uh, we were talking about it, Steven Stamkos. Like, we just got to start bashing everyone on the Tampa Bay Lightning. This team because sucks. Because they are just going to turn it around so very quickly. Um, but let's now move on to the Devils game. Uh, this one didn't go to our plan, specifically that third quarter or that third period, excuse me. Sorry, still thinking about football. Uh, that third period coming into it, we were up three to one. We give up four goals. Yeah, that's four straight. Um, New Jersey, I guess, technically, say deserved to win this one with the way they played in the third, but like, I mean, it was really Tampa's game in my opinion for for the most part like you can clearly see they're the better team but you know just the way she goes sometimes uh new jersey, new jersey comes out with with a win dawson mercer you know continues to have a pretty solid rookie season going scored a six goal of the year for them um you know other than that you know Sharganovich got his first two goals uh you know pk suban you know so you there those two defensemen were doing it right so it it really is just like a it's a weird new jersey team um it's not like a star set of roster they have some good higher end talent then some young guys, and then some lower end talent. But, um, you know, they, they seem to make it work at least okay enough. And, you know, they come out with this win here. Not a big deal. You know, we got two more matchups. I think we're going to come out with those ones. Yeah, I was interested in seeing that Vasilevsky was the pick for the game against the Devils uh, when we have Minnesota right around the corner. So that would mean Brian Elliott's going to be playing that one. Uh, hopefully he can do well. And, hey, I, I'm not going to tell you what my birthday wish is because – Birthday wishes don't come true if you tell people. But allegedly, allegedly, it's a win for the Bengals and the Lightning tonight. Allegedly, allegedly. I don't know if that's actually the case. Um, but, yeah, we previewed the Minnesota game already. There's no point in going over it because, obviously, you guys already know the result. Uh, but because it's so early in the morning, we do not know that yet. But we will preview another Flyers game. This is on Ooh. Tuesday, November 23rd. The Flyers are at Amelie, a 7 p.m. game. We took one off of them in the shootout just recently. Are we going to see a similar result this time? I think that we, we definitely could. Um, I, I'm going to put my faith in the Lightning coming out on top in this one. Um, it, it, it should be another solid matchup, especially if Carter Hart's the one going, which I assume he is going to be. But even if not, I know Martin Jones played fine too. But I, I think it'll be another um, good goaltending matchup. You know, there still might be some goals, but there'll still be some great saves made, and there won't be any goalie losing the team for them or losing the game for them. I saw something about Martin Jones on Twitter where someone was like, wait, is Martin Jones actually back to 
what he was a couple of years ago. And I'm like, that's kind of a, a far stretch. Martin Jones is pretty good carrying the Sharks. Um, but he's playing well this year. He's got a 3-2 and two record, a 9-20 save percentage. Uh, it definitely helps that he's in a more defensive-sounded team like the Flyers than the Sharks with, uh, you know, their defensemen being forwards over there. But uh, it's it's looking pretty good for him. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to call him back, but he's playing well in his limited, you know, playing time. So uh, he he's offering good support, but he's by far, like, no, like no means he's back. And I got to say, if it does end up going to a shootout, this should be a win for sure. Uh, last time we saw him in the shootout, Tampa scored twice, and Philly scored zero. So uh, that's going to be it for our little preview. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, we got to talk about the Quebec Nordiques. Uh, Big news on that end. We'll be right back. The NHL season is underway, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. If you need to make any sports bets, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's get into this Quebec Nordiques news. Yeah, so I was just reading a little bit last night that uh, in early 2022, Gary Bevan and the NHL are going to meet with the city of Quebec to discuss the possibility of a Quebec's Nordique, Quebec Nordiques return. That could, you know, possibly mean a further expansion team. That could mean a relocation. We don't really know. It's just that Quebec wants to show that, you know, they have this venue built. It's like an 18,000-seater. It's the biggest venue in all of Canada that doesn't host a hockey team. Um, so they've got that ready, and they've, they've got the fans that want it. So it's just really about if they can present to the NHL that they're worthy of having it. So, as you know, they obviously had, you know, a, a WHA team that turned into an NHL team, and then they moved to Colorado eventually. But everyone's been, you know, clamoring, oh, Quebec City is a great market. They deserve fans. Um, the, the Really, the, the main issue with this whole thing is that Quebec City is technically a smaller market than Arizona. Mm. Like, um, Like, the hockey fans are more diehard but there's less fans that are, like, available. So, you know, for whatever reason, some people can't go because someone else is going on town one day. All of a sudden, the place is just half-filled, like, like that easily. Whereas, you know, like, in Toronto, if some people can't go, they're just selling those tickets, then being bought, and everyone's going. So, uh, with Montreal being there already and stuff, um, like, just kind of near, and I, I don't know 
the odds of this happening, but I hope it does because I love the old Nordiques jerseys. I mean, they're unreal. And, I mean, I, I know they want to keep growing hockey in the desert, but, like, it, they're just stuck in this cycle of horribleness. They, like, they need something to change. Yeah, and this is their last year in their current uh, deal with their right with their ice. So, yeah, I don't – I want it to happen, and I'd rather it be a relocation than an expansion – just because we're at a perfect spot right now where we've got eight teams in the four divisions, and if we bring in a 33rd team, it's just going to screw it up. And and if you do, like, 34 teams, then I feel like that's going to be a little weird, too, unless you do, like, one big conference, or excuse me, two big conferences instead of four divisions. Because, uh, like, 34 does not uh, divide evenly into four. So if you do, right. like, 17-17, then... Okay, but yeah, I don't know. I think relocation is the best possible route for this. And I know you were talking Quebec doesn't have the market that even Arizona does. But at the same time, we look at the Florida Panthers. They couldn't fill their seats for a couple years. And now that they actually found some success, they're able to do that. So maybe, just maybe, if Quebec can find a little bit of success, maybe some Montreal fans that are kind of on the fringe are like, you know what, I'm ready to dip. Let's go over to Quebec. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, like, there's definitely old Quebec fans that had to become Montreal fans because of that, or they, you know, they went to other NHL teams. So there's the possibility for it to work out there, but, um, it, you know, we're really just going to have to wait and see if that opportunity comes. It'll be really exciting to stay tuned to, uh, to make sure we know what is happening with Quebec and the whole situation. Barry Bettman is going to be, uh, Gary Bettman, excuse me, is going to be Barry Bettman. Barry Bettman, there we go. All right, let's now move on to the next piece of news, and that would be Rick Bonus screwing over Riley Tufty. Yeah, so if you didn't see this, Riley Tufty, you know, he's called up to the NHL, playing for the Stars, going to his hometown of Minnesota, made made it be made it sound like he was gonna be in the lineup, so he buys all his tickets, spends all of his money that he's gotten so far being up uh, on tickets for his friends and family. Nick Bukestad goes, helps him buy some tickets, and then Rick Bonus scratches him last minute. Um, and it was about like an hour before the game is what the report says. And then, you know, when he gets called out for it after the game, first he blames his assistant coach for making that decision. He doesn't take on responsibility mm. himself. And then I saw later that he said, oh, well, Riley, Riley knew it for him and I had a conversation. Well, and, okay, you're the, you're the only one that's saying that and it sounded completely different from everywhere else. And then after you went and blamed your other coach earlier, like you just seems like you're kind of backtracking. And the guy's body language was horrible in this interview. Uh, Dallas fans are not happy. I know like hockey people are just not happy. This is the type of thing you just you don't do in, in hockey. Like if if you're if someone's not going to play in their hometown, the like and there's someone that's like that bubble kind of player, they usually know well beforehand, so they don't go out and do this type of stuff. Like like this like it happens where guys will go to their hometowns and then there'll be scratches and you know they, they don't have to do all this crap. But um, if, so if that's really going to be the case, he should have known hours, maybe even the day before, but not just, you know, that short of notice. This is how you lose the locker room. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure all of his teammates were really happy for Riley Tufty being able to do this. Uh, obviously you talked about Nick Bukestad helping it, helping, uh, get some tickets for Tufty's family and friends. So just not being able to play in front of that, like. I'm sure Nick Bukestad is just as heated as Riley Tufty is. Um, just a, a bad situation for Rick Bonus, and like again, you lose the locker room that way. You got a young guy who's just probably smiling ear to ear. He's finally going to be on the ice, the NHL ice, in front of family and friends. 
and then get screwed over. It's just, yeah, not a good look, that's for sure. Yeah, it is not great. All right, Chase, John Tortorella, one of our favorite coaches, at least mine. I don't know. Is he still on your list? Yeah, I mean, like, just a, as a coach, sure. I think he's kind of funny. I'd like to see him uh, on more broadcasts. I want to see well, towards. I mean, the shit he said about McDavid is just stupid. Honestly. I didn't hear it, so, so here we are. I don't have direct quotes right in front of me, but so I just I'm kind of run it down for you. So he was talking about how Connor McDavid, um, you know, he's a great regular season player and, and all. Agreed. But he is not a good playoff player, and he needs to change his game when he gets to the playoffs. He, he needs to be more offensively, be more physical, needs to block shots. He needs to change his game in the playoffs. Otherwise, well, he's not a good hockey player. And I got to tell you why there is so much wrong with that. When you have literally the best player in the world, you know, look at Sidney Crosby for the last 10 years. He didn't change his game in the playoffs. He played the same way from start of the season to the end of the season. Didn't do anything different. And then, you know, you can go back and look at Wayne Gretzky. Same thing. He didn't have to go out and play physical and slash and, and hit and block shots. He didn't do all these things. So why does Connor McDavid have to do it? Connor McDavid is one of the few players that should never have to change his game for anybody else. He's going to be in for two to three goals a game for your team. He might not be getting a point on those, but he's going to be on the ice causing those two to three goals. He's he's going to, if there was tertiary assists, you know, he'd get tertiary assists. He'd have 300 points every year. You know, he, he, he's going to be generating more offense for your team than anybody else. Why should he be the one out there playing, having to play extra defense, block shots, put his body on the line, just to have him wear down and you get, you know, deep in the playoffs and all of a sudden his offense is limited and you get molly because of it. Well, it seems like his offense is already limited in the playoffs. Yikes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, barely over a point per game though. 22 points or 21 games. Uh, trot or torts, excuse me, is one of the few coaches that expect players to change their game around the um, certain mold that they like their team. Trots is another one. Barry Trots with uh, Matt Barzal over there. Uh, so, like, it makes sense why he's saying it. We saw why, you know, Patrick Line was getting benched because he's more of an offensive player, not really a defensive guy. So, Torts wasn't really liking that. I, like, I'm not going to defend what he said. It makes sense what he said, like why he said it, I should say. Um, but I agree. Like, McDavid doesn't need to change his game. Rather, the Edmonton Oilers need to bring in the right pieces that can do what they have to do so that McDavid can continue to produce at such a high level. Right. Like, like you have, you know, skater-wise, you've got 17 other guys in the lineup. Those guys can adjust their game the right way in order to let McDavid do his thing, and then they can keep rolling that way. Well, not not Leon Drysaddle, who's the better one of the two. Okay, he's got sixteen guys. Uh, let me go check what Drysaddle's um, points Did in the playoffs are. I know Drysaddle right now. Sure. Uh, he is leading the regular season this year, thirty-five points compared to McDavid's thirty-three points. Um, pulling up his playoff stats right now. Oh, he's much better. <laughs> Not much better, but uh, same amount of games, 21, and he's got 27 points compared to McDavid's 22. Hmm. Um, and, wow, I didn't know that his initial playoff appearance in 16-17 was so good. 13 games, 16 points, where McDavid, he had 13 games, 9 points. Ooh, what a bomb. So that'll, that'll definitely separate them. But, yeah, I absolutely agree um, towards... 
uh, don't expect everyone to just mold their game to your coaching, especially nowadays. You got so many young kids that can do so many different things. The NHL is speeding up. The NHL is based on offense now. We've seen that with the last two Stanley Cup champs being the Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, (laughs) like, towards, come on, get out of the old school stuff. Uh, The Edmonton Oilers front office needs to work better around McDavid than McDavid needs to work better around that coaching staff. That's her. All right. Hockey name of the day to end it. What is that? What? What is that name? <laughs> All right. Jim Bob Ghostkeeper. Yes, sir. Good old <laughs> Jim Bob. Is a 2000, uh, so 21-year-old, played three games. Really? Yeah. Interesting. What do you think? He was 106? Yeah, I didn't know. Like... We know Jim Bob Cooter in the NFL. Yeah. He's what, like 40, 50? Yeah, something like that. So I don't, maybe Jim Bob was popular back then. I didn't know. Maybe, but regardless, um, Jim Bob, if I'm not mistaken, he is a residential Canadian. So, uh, you know, a, a native. I, it doesn't say where he's um, born, but he played for uh, Fort Saskatchewan Rangers, double A, three games in 2015 16. Um, and I, I know some, some, you know, native tribes still are in that area and stuff. So, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this is, you know, not like a necessarily common, but, you know, like it's 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 a, a name that existed within those communities. Mm, Ghostkeeper? I wonder yeah. what the, um, like the story the is. origin? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About Ghostkeeper. Maybe escaping ghosts. Maybe, like in a, in a box or. Yeah. Oh. Like, like like the box where Roddy Rich. No, not that. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. We want to thank you so much for coming out. And giving us a listen, we'll let Chase lead you out with an outro. The neutro? Outro. Outro. Yeah, neutro. Okay. Well, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That we get all the content you need between those three accounts. Go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all podcasts network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Make sure to check out our vlogs while you're at it. Wherever you're listening, if you rate us five stars, answer questions, comments, concerns, we'd appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.